I see you, I believe in you, and you are more than enough. You're more than enough. And you're worthy of everything this life has to offer. I can almost guarantee you that they... Welcome to another episode of The Michael Maloney Show, where we take you on a journey around the world, exploring the stories of successful individuals and learning from their achievements and struggles. Join us as we delve into the why and how behind their accomplishments and discover how to live a more fulfilling life. Kyle Stevens, I met you first in Pennsylvania. God, it's been... Yeah, literally in the middle of the woods. Um, at a virtual Tony Robbins conference, just I got invited from a buddy that I met on Facebook. Um, I had no relation to this person before being friends with Josh on Facebook, went all the way out there. And yeah, like I said, I got the chance to meet you there on that nice, awesome four day uh, event. And just ever since then, man, our friendship has grown and um, continued to grow outward. And it's just ama- It's just been amazing to be able to keep in touch with you, man. And you just, you're such a vessel for love and support and encouragement and wisdom and you know like you're that person where if i'm having a bad day or if i'm having a great day like i'm gonna call you and just tell you about it because you're there for me you you support me you want me to be successful and and i too want the same thing for you that's the cool thing about our relationship kyle is like it's truly at a at a base level a form of love to each other you know like i truly ever since i saw you um, you know, you're like a big teddy bear, you know, it's just an amazing guy, who, and, which by the way, since I've met you, you've gotten a lot smaller. Good. Congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I'm grateful to have you in my life and excited to have you on today and figure out, you know, what, what you got going on in your life and, and just, and just what's going on, man. So thanks for coming on today, Kyle. I appreciate it. I appreciate being here. And you know, the feeling is, well, it's, it's absolutely mutual and you know, what's amazing about you know, how, you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing to me how God brings people together for purpose. Mm. And, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I got that same invite to go down and meet, you, meet a bunch of people that I never knew, never had, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I just what knew was that I, wow. I knew I had to be there. And yeah. Josh and I had been connected and, I just knew I had to be there and in the middle of COVID. So I tell my fiance, I said, listen, I feel really strongly that I need to go and break protocol and, and, and meet these strangers in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I need to be there. And from that, from that, the, the amazing thing is, is that every relationship forged through that event has had the same connectivity almost everyone there's a few people that kind of you know that are on the fringe but right i really look at it and i think it's divine connection and when you Mm. meet certain people in your life you have and you just know that there's something special about those people you have an obligation i believe that you have an obligation to force you know to to invest yourself into their lives for their good you know yeah and um so you know i knew when you rolled in and you drove all the way across the country to get there i'm like you know what this guy there's some i see greatness in this guy and uh, right I back at you man i appreciate that yeah so and it's funny since that day since that weekend 
my life has shifted so much from, you know, leadership in your business role, you know, and in your community and in your household, which is a huge one, being a leader in your, in your home. Um, it shifted to be a mentor. And so now I have people, yeah, it's really been amazing. So I have people from all around the country that call me and like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, some people, you know, have suggested, wow, geez, you know, you're spending a lot of time doing this and, you know, there's really nothing in it for you. And, well, that's not true. That's not true because what I'm doing is I'm serving in a way yeah. that I'm meant to serve. You know, I'm called to serve others. And, you know, and whether it's in business or, like I said, the community, um, you know, I have an obligation because I've I've accepted that calling and I've had an ob- I have an obligation to fulfill it now. So, yeah. So I I love it. I love it when you call. I I do check in For on sure. you. You're so busy. Well, you know. We both are. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, just just real quick, Kyle. Everything you just said there about you know how how you really do aspire to help and give back and mentor yeah. people. Just for anybody listening, Kyle is a hundred percent serious and and being transparent when he says that. I mean. You, you are a spitting image of that. I mean, like I met, like I said earlier, there's not many people, you, Bill Patterson, um, my father, like those are the, you, you three are the three people I would call and sit in the situation of like, this is chaotic or I need help right now. Or, or like I said earlier, I just did something amazing. I want to tell somebody who cares about me, truly cares about me and is going to support and celebrate with me, you know? Yeah. And, and that goes like you do, you're, you're one in a billion. I mean, there's not people like, it's hard to find people who are truly genuinely in it to help you and not get anything out of it. That's, that's so rare. And, and you're such a quality friend and, and, um, and yeah, so for business, Kyle has a, an amazing track record for business running several of his own companies um, general contracting, building amazing outdoor living spaces. I mean, all sorts of amazing things. So if you're in the landscape industry and you're looking for mentorship, reach out to Kyle. If you're just, you know, if you're just a human being walking this earth and are just trying to have somebody who can help you guide your relationships, your daily lives, all that great stuff, please reach out to Kyle. And, and like he said, he is getting asked about it a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if some point he does have a consulting fee of some sort, but even then it's like, you know, what you pay for, you pay attention to. And, and Kyle's the kind of guy where he's going to deliver. And if he's charging you, no matter what, you're going to be definitely getting some great value out of it. But the point of this call wasn't to like, obviously try to get you a bunch of clients. It's not what this platform is about. But at the same time, I do want people to know that Kyle is the kind of person where he will uh, just pour into you. And so if he's, if, if you're in that situation where you think you could use somebody like that, he'd, he'd be a great person to reach out to. Um, but Kyle, so, so I know last time we talked on the phone and, and you can shut me down right away if, if you can't talk about it, but you were talking about some new things you're working on. Is that something you can discuss right now? Or is that still in the works to where you can't really publicly just dis- disclose it? No, that's, I think we can talk about it. And, um, you know, it, uh, basically the backstory, you know, for those listening is, is that, um, I am a good worker. Right. I'm a guy that that is super creative, that can see a bag of nothing and turn it into something incredible. And and I just have a natural aptitude for construction and process like that. And so it's been a gift and a curse. Uh, 
because you know when you're talented at, at at a craft and you put yourself out there all of a sudden you evolve right and people start calling you and the next thing you know you enter into this new chapter where you're no longer a creator you're now a business manager or a business owner and there's a huge there's a huge break there and truly i think that's where most companies go go astray and so in my history i've made every mistake possible thank god i've made it through it all and um and now i've found myself in a position where i you know i i look at things and and i understand the business sense of it and um, and basically, one of the things that, and this all kind of stems back to the, our, our weekend in the woods, is that um, it's about having a forward plan, okay, and knowing mm. where you want to go. You know, like a compelling future? Yeah, just setting goals, setting goals. And oftentimes, business owners, doesn't matter what field you're in, you're so fixed on what's right in front of you that you fail to look down the road and say, okay, well, where, you know, what happens when I get here? Where, what am I doing then? What happens when I get here? So, you know, after the, basically what it came down to for me was I was offered an opportunity um, about two years ago to um, take a position, a full-time position with a design build firm here in Rochester that is absolutely an amazing company that i mean i can't i could go on for the entire show about the the traits and attributes of this team and the company and the values and just an all-around out of this world company amazing company um just outstanding and very proud to be a part of the company and very proud to um have you know been you know being involved and having the kind of relationship with the owner. He's a young entrepreneur doing amazing things. Um, like how I mean, many, well, do you have any idea like what maybe the yearly revenue of this company would be just to give they, listeners an idea? They're a 20 million plus company. Wow. So you know? yeah. How many yeah. employees would you say, Kyle? Um, I, I would say uh, we're roughly, there's two divisions. There's design build and then there's maintenance division. And I think between, both sides of the company, there's probably 180 employees. Holy um, yes, okay. So it's, this is a big operation. And sure. coming from a smaller company where my company, you know, at, at, its, at its best, you know, maybe two, three million dollars in revenue um, with big company problems, right? To go to a, a company like this where you have horsepower, you know, like, Okay, we need to buy thirty loaders. You go buy thirty loaders. You know, I mean, yeah, a lot of momentum. Power, all right. Wow. Well, with that momentum comes, you know, a huge responsibility to steering the ship. And um, so I've been involved there for the last two years and loved it. L- love everything about it. But as I, as I have grown into my role there. Um, as a senior designer and doing sales with the ultimate flexibility, I've struggled with a little misalignment because I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been, I've run my own company for 35 years. I've had multiple businesses and I was finding myself 
um, spending more time investing more time in this business and not really pursuing what I really think God has kind of tracked me to do, which is a lot more of what we do, you and I. Interesting. A lot more of that pouring into other people. And then, and then realistically, you know, because I do have, I'm getting older, you know, I, I've got a 10 year plan every day, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a 10 year plan. I I'd like to retire and, you know, after investing two years there, I've realized that, okay, I love my involvement, but I'm not tracking for success to hit my goal. So, um, so my wife and I, a lot of prayer, a lot of conversation and in talking with the owner, we've just changed my role there a little bit. So I've pulled back in the process of pulling back, probably take the rest of the year, pulling back to just an independent uh, sales consultant for him and, uh, oh, there you and go. then returning back to my, you know, running my company properly because my company's still been in operation, but just kind of like parked because my time has been so. Sure. So were you, was so, it like a lack of fulfillment, Kyle? Like, did you, is that what it, yeah, like, it, even though you were doing a lot, you just didn't feel fulfilled? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of dynamics that are more, they're more personal convictions than they are you know, there were no problems, but it was more personal convictions for me. You know, I just felt misaligned. And um, I learned a long time ago that, you know, if God's prompting me to move and 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 take a step of faith, because it doesn't make any sense, you know, if anyone knew the backstory about this, you know, the opportunities, it wouldn't make any sense for me to leave this this role I have with this company. This is a great job. However, I learned that when God is prompting me to move, I need to act. I don't need to sit there and vacillate and and ponder the what ifs. I need to just get up and take a step of faith. Wow. And first of all, good for you, man, for for recognizing that and being willing to jump on it. Because there's so many people in this in their lives that never make the move. Right. So, and I'll tell you why I'm I am not willing to sit on my hands, all right? It's because about 15 years ago, um, I was getting that same prompting. And I and I won't go into all the details uh, about it because it's kind of a long story, but I mean, s- incredible signs, indications, big flags, you know, it's time to make a, a change. And, and I got stuck in the, the what ifs and the, and vacillated and just didn't take that step of faith. You and sure this, you don't uh, want to just briefly step into it? I mean, you don't, and if you don't want to, yeah. that's fine, but well, it I might help no, some people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so well, about 15 years ago, my company, Stonewood and Waters, we had grown to quite a large company and, um, had a lot of great people employed, but we were running into challenges. We had lost a couple really big snow contracts. I was pretty much, you know, at a point, I was going through a divorce. I was pretty much at a point where, or I was leading to divorce. And I was at a, at a point where I was just broken. I, I just didn't know which way to go. I kind of lost my way. And the whole time through this process leading up to this, I kept having this resounding, um, you know, message that, you know, this feeling that it's time to get out of the boat, specifically 
it's time to get out of the boat. So you remember yeah. having a like an actual feeling, like it wasn't. Oh yeah, it, like so it wasn't necessarily the like. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so. I mean, it's time to make a change. It's time to get out of the boat. That's exactly what I was feeling. Now I'm a very spiritual guy, and you know we can talk about that as well. But you know I was feeling this urge that I need to make a change. I need to. I need to make a change, and so. I didn't really share that with too many people and um, time had gone on and doors kept closing. Like in my life, I've been given favor where opportunity pours in and doors open. Well, I was finding that doors were closing and, and things were getting tighter and, and, you know, so instead of, of taking pause and, and really looking at it and evaluating, I just worked harder, which complicated more things on the other side in my marriage. And it just was a, it was a slow grinding, painful experience. And somewhere through this journey leading up to this 15 year mark, um, uh, I had a, a guy call me. It, he, he sent me a text actually um, contractor, kind of a, just, a somebody that I've known for years, but more of a casual friendship than anything. And, uh, sure. he calls me or he sends me a text at four o'clock in the morning. And he says, um, where are you going to be today? I need to come and see you. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be at my office at nine o'clock. If you want to stop by, I was up when he texted me because I'm laying there with anxiety thinking about, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, what am I going to do? You know, all this stuff, all the, you know, anxiety usually hits me between 2 and 4 a.m. And uh, so uh, at 7 o'clock, he blows in the door of my office. And he's like, I got I to gotta talk to you. And I was like, okay, sit down, you know. And, and he said, <laughs> uh, I'm like, this guy's crazy, you know. He's like, I was at a... He said, I was at a leadership conference down in, in um, I think he said he was in Georgia over the weekend. This was a Monday. And I'm in the conference, and I felt like God said to me, you need to call Kyle and ask him when he's getting out of the boat. So he couldn't wait to call. So he literally got off the plane and drove right to my office to ask me this question. It's time to get out of the boat. What What does that mean? And, and, and now like, I just got goosebumps, by the way. Now that, that just made me remember the entire story. So that was those were the words that you were earlier. You yeah. said, I need to get out of the yeah. boat. And and you truly you were thinking those thoughts I before. Those, yep. And, and so, then this gentleman came up to you and said, you need it's time to get out of the boat. Yeah. He or, said, God. Yeah wanted me to ask you, when are you going to get out of the boat? Oh, my Cracking God. Me, okay. I mean, literally, tears literally. on my face, and I'm, you know, oh, my gosh, you know. And and I shared with him what I was wrestling with. And he said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I have no idea. Right? So time goes on, and I don't know how long it was, but it was quite some time. Time evaporates, right? So, um, yeah. I have this amazing guy um, who lives in Florida who is a, now he's a pastor of a church down there. And it was somebody I tried to hire. He used to work for John Deere Landscape and he's a rock star. The guy's a rock star. 
And I tried to hire him. He didn't come on board. He ended up taking another job. And, and, uh, but we became like instantly connected from that job interview. And he's like my go-to person. He's like the guy that I can call when whenever, like, like you call me, right? Yeah. Right. Like you and I. So I, I don't talk to him very often, maybe once every five months, six months, you know, I mean, time goes by. And so, uh, Time had elapsed since this first gentleman had come in, and um, I get a phone call from this guy, and he goes, hey, he goes, I've been on my knees all morning today praying for you, and uh, I got to ask you, when are you getting out of the boat? I said, what? So a second guy. Second guy. Oh, my, oh my gosh. So, again. And that's not like common terminology either. No, no. Very specific. Yeah. So. He says, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I just, it was overwhelming to me. The idea of taking a step of faith and, you know, all my eggs in one basket and just surrendering and doing something, whatever. I don't even know what what else would I have done, you know? So in all of the responsibilities that go along with that, with carrying staff and, and their families, I had guys that worked for me for 24 years, you know, I mean, just wow. you know, yeah. a long term people that I revere, you know, and as well as, you know, multiple locations and expenses and all that, what do you do? You know? So more time elapsed and, I was doing a project with this this guy at, at a church actually, and um, we're doing this this outdoor living project, and um, we were having a conversation, and he just started to pour into me with words of wisdom and just you know giving me insight, and I felt really compelled to share that story with him, and he told me he goes you know he said if God is telling you to move and you don't move. It doesn't mean that he's going to forget about it. He said, if you don't move, he's going to move you. And if he mm-hmm. tells you to get out of the boat and you don't do it, he's going to capsize the boat. Because he wants you out. Wow. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh, you know, so it, it all made sense because of all of these doors closing through this process and, and, and the critical nature, the critical state that I was in. And... Unreal. With divorce now, now I'm in divorce, and uh, just oh my gosh, it was so bad. And um, so he said, "Well, it's it's just a it's an action plan. Make an action plan. First, you got to get up, and then you got to walk to the edge, then you got to throw one leg over, then the other leg over, and then you take your leap of faith. Those are all directives. Those are all calls to action. So make a list. Just bullet. Just project manage it." It's what yeah, you do. Just move. Like, wow. I never I never had gotten to that point. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, instead of it being swirling around, I just started bulleting things out. So I said, well, I'm it was in the fall. I'm sitting on the on this trailer and we're talking. And he said, get out a piece of paper and write down three names of companies that you would consider selling your business to. Well, in my area here in Rochester, there weren't really that many firms that I would have been able to really fit in with and, you know, would have been a good fit. But there were three that I did put down and um, marked them down. 
folded it up, put it in my pocket. And he said, now, first, first cost of action is you got to call those companies and tell them what's going on and tell them where you're at and see if they're interested. Okay. You know, so he's kind of mentoring me through this process. This is the part that's crazy. The next day, the next morning, or maybe it was even that evening, I get a phone call from this colleague, business owner, big company here in Rochester. And he said, hey, we'd like, my dad and I'd like to get together and have, have breakfast in the morning. We'd done a lot of mutual plowing together and things like that. So it wasn't a big surprise. So I thought, yeah, sure. You know, sounds great. So we sat down, met him, you know, and uh, he said, listen, we want to cut to the chase. We want to buy your business. And, and this, you don't think that just got through the grapevine or something that, no, hey, Kyle's talking to these companies? You don't share that. You know, if you're in if you're in trouble, you don't share that because it brings the piranhas out and they just cannibalize. Yeah, them. right. So you don't, <laughs> right. You don't share that. That's stuff you're carrying inside, right? This was all. Yeah, totally. So. Wow. So they just I out of the blue, basically, that next day ask you to get breakfast. Holy shit. Pull the paper out and they're the number one name on the list. And I showed it to him. I said, okay, well, let's, yeah, I'm, okay, let's do it. Well, long and short of it, that didn't happen, okay? It didn't materialize, didn't go anywhere. Um, but the next company on the list was one of my subcontractors. He did. He called me up mm. and said, listen, I need you to design for me. I'll absorb your whole team. Come and work for me, and and let's, let's do great things. And, um basically i had been praying for a season of rest and provision i mean we're way in the weeds now on this story but i've been praying for a season of rest and provision because i literally with the divorce and this all of that i couldn't take any more i couldn't bear any more but you had uh, the whole thing would you agree it seems like you had faith in god and like you just continually went to him yeah because i mean by the the fact that you're praying for that for for what you said i'm sorry you said rest, rest and what provision rest provision, and provision. which provision, provision does that to... mean like an opportunity to like no catch yourself so, or no uh, provision is it's a, a way to sustain my family okay provision like okay I need provisions. I need to be able to sustain my family. I need to be able to keep the roof over their heads. I need to be able to pay my bills. And I need to be sure. able to sustain what I have while I'm I'm resting, while I'm recovering. Bless you. Thank but, you. Thank you. So, you know, and that's a, that's a tall order when you have a big company and you got a lot of expenses yeah. and all that stuff. Well, this, this young guy, he basically... I told them how much I needed to make a, a month, you know, or a year to cover those bills. And that's exact. And he paid me that. That was, he covered it. Wow. So I had, a a season, I had a season of rest and provision, right? And the week after my divorce finalized, that same person, I was on cloud nine. I felt so good. I was like, oh, I, I couldn't believe the amount of weight I was carrying, you know, with the whole, the stress of the divorce. And, oh, my God. Sure, so I bad. can imagine. So I was free. I felt so good. And I, um, you know, got things going on, you know, working away. And I get a phone call from this friend of mine in Florida. I haven't talked to him in a year. And he goes, I don't know what's going on, 
but I want you to know my knees hit the floor at 4 a.m. for you, and I've been praying for you all morning. And I'm like, well, I don't understand what you're saying. He goes, well, something's going to happen, and I want you to know that, you know, God's got your back. I'm like, well, that just sucks. I'm having a freaking yeah. great day. Now I got to, <laughs> you know, I'm one week out of hell. Now what, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I literally yeah, hung, the phone, I hung the phone up, right? And in comes this young guy that I had joined forces with. Walks As soon as I hung the phone up, he walked in the office. He goes, hey, listen, you know, we're going to we're gonna part ways. I, I was hell, just huh? like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And, and, but you know what? What I realized is that he was that carnivore and he had taken all the things of value that he could take from me. My, my systems, my tools, my, you know, my customers, my staff. And he was about to have to cut me a huge commission check. And it made sense mm. from a business perspective for him to, you know, but what a gift what a gift i left there i was so i was like on pins and needles i was so excited because now for the first time i was free i was free even at that time that moment i was free you really so when that when that when that happened you were accepting of it you're like i was bringing I on. was so happy because now wow. all of a sudden it took years to get here but I had clarity in what I'm to do. And that but that is- speaks volumes of your self-assurance and self-confidence. I mean, most people coming out of the, the divorce, they're bi- you know, selling their business yeah. and then being told that stuff, they would, most people would play victim and be like, what in the hell? Why, why is this happening to me? Why me? Right. And then they go home and crawl into a ball and then just give up. But yeah. you, you just had that belief inside of you and, do you do you think that that might have been like the divine energy, like from God, like, oh, like pushing question. you forward throughout yeah. that? You know, I mean, we've talked about this stuff, but so, you know, through this whole time for the last twenty two years, I start my day picking my. I used to do ten. Now I've scaled it down, but I pick five things every day. We've shared about this. This I told you about daily gratitude when we were in Damn right. uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and, I share about this all the time, and I always make sure to give you credit too. I always say, my good buddy Kyle, you know, um, for we need sure. to make an app. You and I need to make a, a gratitude app, and and I got it all thought out. I just don't know how to do I like it all together. But so because I constantly am filling my bucket on a daily basis, my emotional bucket with things that I'm grateful for. And, and after time, you get very granular with it, you know, I mean. Okay, so let me stop add. you quick, Kyle. Yep. I know you and I know what that means and how that works. but and, and a lot of my listeners probably know too because I've talked about it. But at the same time, there's probably quite a few that don't know what we're even talking about. So can you, and it's a, it's a very simple exercise. So could you explain yep. what, what you mean by your gratitude exercise? 100%. So 22 years ago, I realized that I was living my life out of expectation versus appreciation. Mm, which is so easy to do yeah it's very oh my gosh oh my gosh you have high expectations of your staff you have high expectations of your clients you have high expectations of your wife you have high expectations of your husbands you your children i mean but how often do we purposely take time out 
and look for those little things that we can be grateful for in their lives. So when you take all of that stuff and you put it together, especially as a business owner, which is, man, it's, it is a challenge to be a business owner because everybody is taking from you. All right. And if you're a spiritual person, what, what, and as I am, what I found is that I was the guy that only sought God's help when I was in a problem and when I had a crisis, right? Yeah. I had yep. made a poor decision and I found myself in the weeds and, and I, what am I going to do? God, if you could only just help me get out of this. And one day I, I, I came to realize that I am the guy that only calls on God's help when I have something heavy to move. I'm that friend that only calls when he's got to relocate his apartment or move a fridge because I got a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's an interesting analogy. And, and I'm like, but it's still valid. You know? oh. And then yeah. I started thinking about, uh, then I started thinking about, okay. And, and you can put this into any perspective. If you don't, you know, if you don't believe in God, you believe in Allah, you believe in higher power, you want to call it the birch, you know, the mighty birch. I, I don't care what it is that you believe in. It's just this principle reigns true. We deserve nothing. We're surrounded by so much beauty and opportunity and blessings. We're so surrounded with opportunity and, and, and things to be grateful for, but yet we find ourselves transfixed on the fact that it took three extra seconds for the Keurig to make our coffee or... Yeah. Or so-and-so down the street hasn't cut his lawn in three days. Or, you know what, why doesn't the garbage come on the same day? And you get so transfixed on all of these problems. Yeah. You find yourself stacking, stacking and stacking expectation. And Mm. after a while, what happens is is that pile gets so big of, of unspoken expectations that when you get home after a long day, the kids are yelling and screaming. The house is a mess. Your wife gets home from work and says, hey, can you help me with the dishes? And <laughs> the pile comes down and you blow your top and you're not yeah. your family your best, right? Everyone's guilty wow. of it. No, you know, everyone's guilty of it. But I started thinking at this point, I started thinking about, I come, I come from a, I'm very lucky to have a really solid family. And my father, who I lost 16 years ago, was one of my best friends. And and I real I started thinking about you know how he all he wanted to do was be involved in my life. All he wanted to do was hey what you know what did you do today? What did you learn? And then once I had children, I was I'm looking at these kids, and you can relate to this. You get home and you're so excited to hear about what they did. You know, what did they experience? You know, did they walk today? Did they, you know, did you hit the ball? Did, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's all new and you just want to see them thrive, right? Well, it's no different with God, the relationship between God and us. Interesting, right? yeah. He's our Heavenly Father. And all he wants to do is be involved. He's always there to help us if we need it. But... You know, it requires you actually looking to him for help. Mm. So I realized, oh, my gosh, this has been a one-sided relationship. What kind of a friend am I? You know, to God. All, yeah. God, when all I call on is when I'm in the shit. And it's just not, it's not, 
it's not healthy. You know, it's not a healthy relationship. So I said, okay, I I got to change this. Well, I got to change this immediately. And I made a pact with myself that every day I'd start my day by picking 10 new things in my life that I take for granted. And I'd wholeheartedly thank God for those things. And I used to jot them down. And then I would, so that's how it started. And I would never ask of anything for myself again. All right. And I could ask for, you know, other people, but I wouldn't ask for anything for myself because God already knows what I need. He already knows what I'm struggling Mm. with. He already knows what I need. So I would start every day. And the secret is, is that you don't, you try to avoid repeats, right? So every day you're picking 10 new things. 10 days is 100 things on a list. It's nothing. It's so easy, okay? Now, each day you can be thankful for your wife, your kids, your family, your job, whatever it is, over and over and over again, but that don't, they don't count as 10 new things. You have to find 10 new things every day. And what I found was that in a world where everything is taking from me emotionally, spiritually, everything's being taken from me. This, was the, this is the only way for me to fill myself back up so that I'd have something in my tank to be able to give my family at the end of the day. Wow. And so since then, I've changed it because people are soft. People, I don't want to say it like this. People are a bunch of punk ass bitches. That's what my wife would say. Yeah. All right. They have no, they have no um, ability to commit to doing anything. Yeah. Okay? Right. It's like, pathetic. Don't work. I mean, I'm a guilt. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. All right. <laughs> All right. Perseverance. All right. So I've changed it now, and now it, this is a new a new platform. You pick five things. Okay. Not the ten. All right. Let's just try to do five every day. And if that's too hard or if that's if that's a little bit too much for your delicate nature, you can do three. All right. But you pick something every day. All right. And you write it down. And then you also give yourself credit for the wins in your life, because as entrepreneurs and as leaders, we accomplish so much, but very seldomly. Do we ever say, holy macro, man, you did a great job today. We don't do that. What do we do? True. I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. We never give ourselves credit for the things we've accomplished. Right? So I try to mark I like what you said, Kyle, about how, you know, as entrepreneurs and just everyday life livers, people take from you. And it's it's just, that's just how it is. Like in in life, if you want to, live, you have to be able to put something out. You have to have an output, right? To be able to make money or to keep your family alive or whatever it may be. So it's it's natural. But I, I think where most people go wrong is they don't implement an exercise like what you're doing here to where, like you said, you refill your tank. It's just setting it up in your mind, realizing, hey, I'm giving all day. I'm giving all day. I'm giving all day. Where How do I keep myself replenished, rejuvenated? Yeah. Before we continue, I'd like to take a moment to share something I'm passionate about with you. If you're someone who is constantly striving for personal growth and loves surrounding yourself with other motivated individuals, you're going to want to hear about this. Check out growthgroupinc.com. This is an exclusive community made up of high achievers and dynamic entrepreneurs just like you. It's a space where like-minded individuals come together, collaborate, 
and support each other on their own journey to success. Growth Group is more than just a community. It's a collective mindset, a commitment to getting better every single day. We believe in the power of connection, collaboration, and constant growth. And we're confident that being part of this community will give you an unparalleled advantage on your path to success. So take a moment, visit growthgroupincorporated.com and join us as we elevate our lives together. Trust me, this is one investment in your future you will not regret. Now, let's get back to our conversation. So I, I, that's exactly it. And I like to tell, encourage people, right? I'm trying to change some of my words around. I, I'm not telling anybody anything. I'm trying to encourage people to consider. <laughs> my wife is working wonders on. Well, you're so I, passionate about it. You do tell people that's a good thing, yeah. man. So there's a, there's multiple levels to this platform too. Now I've I've evolved it quite a bit, and you're gonna love this, but. So awesome. I'm going to spin back to my story, okay? Roll it back, and we're way off track. But so don't forget. Dude, no, we're things. perfectly on track, by the way. You keep saying, so, you've said that a couple of times. This is exactly what we're looking for. All right. Well, so that day when I left, the reason why I, I wasn't in a pit of despair, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't have a little surge of anxiety there, right? But <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, I'm good. I'm free. And I, I got excited because through all of those con- conflicts, I finally realized that I was where God wanted me to be. I was out of the mm. boat. My company, I didn't have staff any longer. I had pretty much parked all of that and kind of put it on hold. The company's still active, but it's just it's a placeholder, right? Sure. I, my, I got through my divorce. My kids were good. You know, we had a plan. Um, you know, everything was where it needed to be and i was free thank you god Mm. and so what next well what i always have wanted to do with my business is design and manage and not carry all the staff and 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 to be able to work with young entrepreneurs and help them through some of the hurdles that i've i've had to deal with and now i'm not saying that i'm i'm an authority on any of this stuff it just I've done so much of it in my life that I know you how are, to go through the process, right? See, and, and, and at the same time, you're awfully humble, Kyle. I'm, I mean, and I've and I'm the same way. Oftentimes, I've had to learn to kind of own myself more. You are an authority. I mean, you've yeah. been through well, a lot, that. and you, I appreciate you've that. got some amazing attributes, and the quality of work you put put out is at the top of the industry. So, I mean, you are an authority. So. I challenge you to look at it differently, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, and that was something else that I wrestled with too, <laughs> with going through Tony Robbins, which I highly encourage listeners to experience that. Is <laughs> hey man, UPW. I, I, I realize that, you know, <laughs> that, man, I am more than enough. I am worthy. Mm. Right, because I think we all struggle with those things. You know, I'm not, I'm not good enough. They're gonna find out I'm a phony, or you know, or yeah. who am I? I'm an imposter, right? Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not handsome enough, or pretty enough, or I'm not in good enough shape, or I'm never, I'm not worthy of being successful. Oh, those lies, and where do those come from? We don't, I don't know where they come from, but they creep in. And it's not I think you're right, though. It's, they're common. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, 
you could pretty much walk up to any stranger on the street and if you tell them, you know what? I see you, I believe in you, and you are more than enough. You're more <sighs> than enough. And you're worthy of everything this life has to offer. I can almost guarantee you that they will stop in their tracks and it will crack them like a walnut. Okay? Because I I truly believe that we all, in all walks of life, struggle with that. And and it's 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 a it's a plague in our society. And by filling your emotional bucket and it being true to yourself and and being being the best steward of the responsibilities, we all fail. We all fail. But being the, doing, the doing the best job you possibly can, and then when you drop the ball, no excuses, extreme ownership, and you just you just own up to it. And and you pick up the pieces and you try your best not to do it again. So you know, rolling back, I left, started up KDS Design Studios. That day, I started KDS Design Studios. And this was the day you the day were told by your partner, we're, we don't, you know. Yeah. Parting ways. And, you know, Stonewood and Waters is the parent company, and they, they are still, it's still an active, you know, corporation. But um, I found that, that um, <laughs> it was just incredibly successful. The, you know, that platform is incredibly successful. And when I was offered this opportunity to to take this position with this other company, now we're coming full circle, right? I looked at it from a strategic standpoint and said, you know, it makes sense because this guy's got horsepower and I, I work with subcontractors. I hire contractors to build my jobs and then mentor them and work with them to, to bring the product back, uh, bring the product to uh, completion. Mm-hmm. And I... During COVID, I was struggling to find people that were available that were capable of producing some of these large projects. So he basically offered me access to his huge team. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I can run my company, bring projects there, have them build there, and then sell work for him too. It'd be kind of double dipping. It's going to be great. Yeah, for sure. And 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 really, it, it it truly is an amazing blessing to be involved with this company. Excuse me, so sorry. Um, however, it's not what it was a distraction for me. I learned a lot, but it was really a distraction because what God really had wanted me to get out out of the boat to do was this. You know. See, okay, what so Kyle, that's what's so fascinating to me. Because I, too, was in a position a couple of years ago where I was doing well. I had an amazing opportunity in front of me. The business was doing good. You know, we had great customers. The the cash flow was consistent. Like, it was awesome. But And, th- and this is what led me to go to Pennsylvania where I met you in the woods, yeah. right? But I, too, felt like I just wasn't doing the right thing. Like, and 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 and. For me, it was an epiphany of like, I need to look at life differently. And then I still continue to do the same thing, but looked at life differently. And then now it's allowed me to step into other things. And it's weird. And I, and I truly believe that God is guiding me to those things. Right. Yeah. But it's so interesting that because, cause like, 
I could have just with, with what I had in, in that moment and like with what you had in like right now or before, like just recently with what you have, you know, you, where you're working, where you're designing, where you could, you know, bring projects in. I mean, you're, te- you're technically in the same kind of spot. You're successful. You have pretty much everything you need. Same thing. I was successful. I had enough money to live. I could afford vacation. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But but I, but God has a bigger purpose for me. And so yeah. he, to me too, was saying, get out of the boat or put your focus towards something that's going to impact other people and inspire other people. And that's just, it's, it's really interesting because I, I'm curious to know, I'm hoping that somebody listening to this podcast might also be in a similar, similar situation where they too are, as far as society would grade it, uberly successful. You know, they have their shit together, but for, there's something missing there where they feel like they're just not contributing to the world or they're not giving back or they're not inspiring or they're, they're maybe they're seeking for that look in somebody's eyes when you make a difference in their life. And they're not right now getting that because they're just going through the motions. So right. for anybody listening, this might be like a light bulb in your mind, like, hey, maybe I need to make this jump. Maybe I need to jump the boat like what Kyle did. And, and kind of in a way like what, what I did. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of power in that. And, and, and like in Kyle's situation, God made it pretty difficult towards the end there. Wouldn't you say, like, like you said, doors were starting to shut on you. Yeah. I mean, that's fascinating. So it's, uh, it, the, 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 the discomfort was, uh, you know, it was just, it was an awful time of my life. I, you know, and I'm a very even keeled, well-adjusted person, but there were days where I just said to myself, the anxiety and the stress was so high. And, and, um, I remember one day I was driving down uh, one of the roads and, and one of the back roads, I was in a older F-350 diesel, you know, I'm cruising along and I was just so rageful. And that's not me, you know, I'm like, man, you know, uh-huh. this problem, that problem, all these problems. And I had been pushing on my steering wheel. Okay. And I'm pushing it forward. And I realized that I bent my steering wheel. Holy shit. And I'm like, what in the world? This is something's wrong here. This is wrong. You know? So <sighs> looking back, so there's something important that, that needs to be said is that, couple things. Number one, I think God honors a grateful heart. Okay. So what, what I can tell you without any doubt, hesitation in my, in at all, that when I started picking my 10 things a day, I realized that after 10 days of doing it now for the, the softer people, it's going to be 20 days to get to your hundred things. All right. When I got to that point, I realized that I was spending my time looking for the things to be grateful for the next day. So I was looking all day for those things to be grateful for, to acknowledge the next day. And without changing the position of my stature, one bit, I went from being half empty to half full. My perspective shifted. And when people have this mindset that, oh, it's never going to get any better, you know, I can't find help. It's n- it's never going to get any better. It, you know, I have to work 80 hours a week. It's never going to get any better. Or, 
you know, man, I just can't seem to make make my connection with my wife work. It's never going to get any better. Well, that's bullshit. Okay, that's bullshit. Your perspective is is limiting. You're limiting your opportunity to grow. Mm. And by by merely adding the gratitude portion, you change your perspective to saying my glass is now half full. Instead of your eyes being down, now your eyes are up. And there's, yeah, it's not great right now, but you know what? It can only get better from here. It gives you the opportunity to grow. I the power in that, dude. It's powerful. So, so many, so many like an, miraculous ooh. things happen after I did that. I'll bullet point things. Payroll every week. Sometimes, you know, when you've got a big team of guys and your payroll is almost 50 grand a week, all right, it's cash flow is big, right? And yes. my, there were weeks where I would go to, it's like, you know, I don't know how we're going to cover payroll. I was a cash business too. No credit cards, no lines of credit. It was all flow, cash flow. Um, don't really advise that for most people. But uh, <laughs> I would go to, I'd go to, I'm serious. Very stressful. Yeah. I would go to my mailbox and I would take checks out and it would come to the penny for what we needed for that week. Provision, God's grace. God God's giving grace. me what I need, even though yeah. I haven't asked for it. Wow. I had an insurance audit one time that that came back. We had done some state work. I don't remember the details, but I owed like, I don't know, it was like 40 Forty-five or fifty thousand dollars in this audit, and I'm like, you know, and they're and they're gonna cancel everything unless we pay, and everything's, you know, oh my gosh, I'm like, what am I gonna do? I went to my hill, I picked my ten things, and I just I left it there. I didn't I didn't ask about it. I didn't I didn't I just left it there. I said, you know, I'm just gonna trust that things are gonna work out, and I'll find a way. And I picked my 10 things. I came down. We got the following week. My agent calls me and says, hey, I don't know what you did, but you have a credit for $30,000 on your insurance policy. What are you talking about? They found an error, and you've been overpaying for the last year. And that the audit not was really. the audit was not accurate, and you actually have a credit of $30,000. You don't have to make payments for the next three months. Holy cow. I mean, and that's just, those are just the little things. I mean, that's insane. Incredible stuff. But one, uh, there's something important about to be said about passion, right? I think that if you're an entrepreneur, you have this passion, you've got drive and passion. And anybody that's in business for themselves are probably pretty good at selling an idea. All right. If you're not good at selling an idea, chances are you should take a job working for somebody. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, right. You've got to sell your good or your worth or your product or your knowledge or intellect, whatever it is that you're selling. You've got to be able to deliver and sell it. Right. Before right. you even yeah. deliver, you've got to be able to sell the concept. Right. The problem with that is we're also very good at selling ourselves on good ideas. Right. That maybe aren't so good, right? So, you know, I need to start a company and I'm going to, you know, we're going to paint, we're going to start painting houses, you know, and 
and they rush out and do something because they feel passionate about it and they feel can oh this is it I'm gonna sure. you know so and passion it, can get you in trouble kind of too can get you in trouble discernment and wisdom is what takes you down the road long distance I'm guilty of being very passionate about things I've had so many different businesses I can't even can't even tell you from apartment buildings to laundromat, you know, remodeling stuff to a farm to an organic farm to a agritourism venue to tree farm to you know, I mean, all these different things. I had a pond store. I've had you know, all these different businesses, and the truth is, as though all of them were a blessing, they all taught me a lot. They all were truly a distraction from what God really wants me to do. He's calling me to do this. So when I accepted this role with this team, I passionately looked at it and said, you know, it makes sense. I did pray about it. I felt peace about it. But what I found is that I didn't have favor there. I was running. It was harder. It, I, I spend, it's like I, I it, it would be 10x. My effort would be 10x there than it is when I'm when I was in my own lane right? Like to sell a, a backyard paradise for somebody, it would take 10 times the amount of time that I normally would. And it would take away from my ability to do this. You know, that's why mm. you don't see me yeah. anymore. You don't, I haven't been on your show yet because I've been so busy here that I haven't been able to do what God's really calling me to do. And that's this. And Though it's a disappointment to that company for me to be shifting, I'm not leaving. I'm just changing my role. So I'm not involved with the day-to-day, -day, you know, so that I can still be an active participant, offer value, leadership if needed, bring customers in and out, help them when needed. But I can stay in my lane and really pour into this. And that whole thing about, you know, value and, and um, monetizing you know, the leadership and the, and the mentorship that I do with people. I'm not worried about why, because I know that this is what I'm called to do. And, and that, and God is aligning me with people like yourself and, and our, and our tribe. We've got this amazing tribe. We're so blessed that provision will come from it. I'm not worried about it at all. And uh, so I can tell you that, um, you know, and, and to the listeners that are at that crossroad where they're like, you know, I just don't know which way to go. Labor's so hard, you know, can't find workers. Stress is high. Costs are up. I don't really know where to go. Start picking your five things. Write them down every day. Give yourself credit for the amazing things that you do because you truly are a rock star. You know, you get up and you wow. make things happen and you lead. And though you've got these responsibilities and you're struggling, doesn't dis discredit the fact that you are a leader. People look to you for guidance and wisdom. And you need to make sure that your center, and your core is, is good so that you can give them what they need to have the confidence to go home and say, yeah, I believe in what I'm doing here. You know, I mean, you need to, you need to give yourself credit for those things that you do. And, um, and then you really need to dial in and, you know, surround yourself with people that will level you up. You know, we hear people talking about that all the time and, 
I don't think a lot of people really understand the true meaning of it. And we've talked about this, you know, you're the yeah. sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. And, 100%. you know, out of the hundreds and hundreds of people I have in my life and in my circles, right? The people that I spend the more time, most time with, the people that I look forward to, I mean, I love them all. I love everyone in my life, but the people that I, I look to, to spend time with are the people that inspire me to do better, you know, because everyone else is really looking to me and taking from me. So who is pulling me up? Right. So something that you just said that really caused me to think was level up the people in your lives. And, and similarly, similar, similarly to that, we need to level up our thoughts and by, by, taking the time each morning to think about what we're grateful for. That's in a, that's in a way leveling up your thoughts. And, and just like you said, when you level up the people you surround yourself with, it increases your output, it increases, in, increases your trajectory, it increases your uh, ability. When you, uh, when you know, when you upgrade your thoughts, same thing, you, you can get, right. it's like, it's almost like in the morning you're downloading software onto your brain. It's like, okay, I'm taking the time right now to, to center myself, to, to bring myself down to earth and to realize how freaking blessed I am and how much abundance and opportunity is out there. Because when you go through life with that kind of a mindset, all of a sudden the flat tire on the way to work or the employee that doesn't show up or the contract that gets canceled or whatever it may be is a blessing instead of a roadblock. And it's just like, how do we use this to move forward. And, uh, dude, I'm not going to like, I think in the past I've underestimated what that exercise has done for my life. I think one of the biggest things that I've incorporated into my life over the last two to four years, and probably the thing that's, um, affected my trajectory the most is the exercise that you're talking about. And it's just because what happens, at least for me, is I, I did what you told me to, you know, every single day I would do 10 day, 10 things. Yeah. And then after a while, just being frank, I didn't do it every single day. But the thing about it is your brain gets in the habit of, of thinking. And like you said, after a while, you start to run out of things to write down and then you're going through the day and it's like, what am I going to write down tomorrow? So then it's almost like training. It's like I was saying that software, it's like training your brain to just look at the world in a more appreciative and abundant point of view and it, it it literally it gives you more energy it gives you more direction it gives you more focus it gives you more determination it gives you more drive i mean all that it's just there's there's so much value in that and and i think i think it all stems from just the way that society has set up life like there's so many things in life that bog us down and make us compare ourselves to others and you know and, and make us feel insignificant and when we when we do what you're saying literally take the time to focus, put attention towards what we have in our lives, why we're so blessed. It's just invigorating. You know, it's another source of energy. So it's true. It's so true. So there's, um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot. We can really talk a long time about this stuff because this exercise can be, so I've morphed it a lot, right? I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the pro self-proclaimed I'm at the pro level. Okay. You guys Hell all yeah. are, are rookie amateurs, and 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 everyone that talks about gratitude obviously heard me talk about it 
on a podcast. I take ownership over this as an original concept. All Hell right? yeah. You know, Tony Robbins can send me his check, you know, whenever yeah. he wants, you know. But but now what I do is different. So it's this is really cool. So I'm gonna I'll spin through it real quick. So No, I'm excited so to hear it. You're, you're picking your five things, you're giving credit to your your wins. You do that every day, okay? Once you've done that for a while and, you know, you feel like it's getting a little, little boring in there, okay, that's when you go to the next level, which is every day you secret Santa or you pay it forward to somebody random every day, okay? Cup of coffee, pay for a tank of gas, you know, just something very, very basic, whatever you want to do, and it has to be somebody that, you you know, total stranger, and you start implementing that in your day every day. Now, that's something that my kids and I have done for 20 years, okay? Like, prolifically. Just a random act of kindness. Random act of kindness. Basically. You know, you're at the convenience store, you know, just pick up the pick up the tab for somebody behind you, pick up the tab for somebody in front of you, you're at a diner, and it's great to do with your kids, okay? Um, and I'll tell you this real quick story. Uh, my, my two kids and myself were in a diner. This is how I started my farm. This is a, this, I'm not going to go into all that. That'll be the next episode, but we were in a diner and there was a, a group of, uh, a family in the booth next to us. And there, my kids were real young. My daughter was probably maybe five at the time. And, uh, my son was, you know, just like two, um, and this diner had three boys, and they all seemed to be, they could have been triplets. They were all right around the same age, and they're, you know, same age as my daughter, and they're carrying on, and my daughter's eavesdropping. And, and the, uh, <laughs> the guy, uh, the, 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 the kids are like, Dad, 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 can we get ice cream? Can we get ice cream? And, and he kind of cracked at him a little bit and very curtly said, no, we don't have enough money for ice cream. You know, we're lucky we're eating out tonight. Just let it go. And it just was, you, you could feel the, just the negative energy, right? Yeah. And my daughter, who's got these blue eyes, like this big, right? She turns and she looks at me and she says, Dad, what, what does that mean? They don't have enough money for ice cream. Now, I have, I have made every bad dad, I've got a list of bad dad moments about 200,000 items long, okay? <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't screw this up. I got to really, I got to really give her a, something that's not going to, I don't want her to be anxious about money at five. So I, I basically said, you know, we teach you kids that you are to share all of what you have with everyone, not just some people, some of the time. Mm. And actually I said, yeah, that's how it went. Um, you know, we we teach kids to share everything with everything you have with everyone, not just something some of the time. And every year Santa comes and he gives you gifts. All right. No, I'm I'm all out of whack on this one. Sorry. So no, you know, we teach your kids to share everything, you know, with everyone. And and then um I said, and sometimes we have extra and sometimes we don't, you know. This week, we have a little extra, so it really wouldn't be fair not to share it with them. So I yeah. gave her some money. I said, go find the waitress, pay for their, tell her, here's some money for their, their dinner, and then make sure they all get ice cream. She can keep the change and come back. 
So she does this and she comes back and she's on cloud nine, right? She's so excited. And she's like, you know, we have to tell him, we have to tell him, we have to tell him. I said, no. I said, this is where Santa comes in. I said, we're not going to because what Santa does every year is he gives to you because he loves you, not because he expects anything in return. Mm. So we're going to give to them because we love them, even though we don't even know them. And we're going to show them the respect that they deserve by quietly getting up and leaving. And, and we did that, and it started this feverish tradition in our family to where mm. we, everywhere we go, we always try to, to, to bless someone else. Ironically, when money's tight, I always will have enough to bless somebody else, always. always and, wow. and it always comes back to where I have enough the next day to do it again, and I have enough the next day to do it again, and the next day, and the next day. So step two, stage two of your five-day gratitude. And sorry, I messed that story up. I haven't told that story in years. No, um, man, you, you did good. You, you, uh, you pick somebody to secret Santa every day, and you just start doing that, all right? And you don't, you don't say anything. If you've, got your, if you've got kids and you can do it with your children and they can be involved, like they pick the person, now you're talking super stuff right there. You know, that's super powerful yeah. stuff. So wow. teaching your kids the, the gift of giving without the expectation of return is very important to, in today's society because our society just takes, right? Yeah, so that's, okay that's valuable, to, man. It's a freely gift. Wow. So then you got... That's so valuable. You got level two, all right? So pro level two. Now you're at that pro level, right? Pro <laughs> level two is every day once you've picked your five things, you write down your list of your your wins for the day. Then you think about somebody in your life that has been a blessing to you. And it can be somebody very random. It can be somebody that you just met briefly. But everyone that you cross paths with in your life is a touch point. It creates a ripple in your trajectory, right? And even the most insignificant relationships. And... And what I do is I, every day, God puts one, sometimes two, sometimes three people on my heart. And I wholeheartedly lift them up and thank God for them as blessings in my life and pray for them a little bit for whatever they're doing. And then I call them. And I've called you mm. many times because yeah. you've been my guy many times. Wow. And, and, and I just, and it's always best if it's just an answering machine, quite frankly. But, and sometimes I'll do it with a text. I'll just simply say, hey, haven't talked to you in years. You know, I just want you to know I was thinking about you. I'm proud of you. I love you. I lifted you up today. I hope things are good, you know. And, and that's it. And, and sometimes if I'm feeling the, the need to, you know, to speak into their life, I'll do that, you know. And it usually is, you know, something to the fact that you are more than enough. And you are worthy, you know. And and uh, just for anybody listening, I can literally. Kyle is not lying one single bit here. Not that anybody would think he would be, but he, you have done this multiple times for me, Kyle. And forgive me for not remembering, but the, one of the last times you did this, I was going through just one of the roughest days I've probably had in the last five years, and it just came at the perfect time. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that, that God did that, you know, that he he reached out and said, hey, Mike needs some help, you know, and 
Um, yeah. Dude, thank you so much for doing that. Seriously. Uh, I appreciate I, I appreciate the feedback. And that's it's my it's my honor to, to do that, to take that time and, and to be able to do those things. So and this is something that when when you when you live a grateful life and you're you're living a, a faith forward life, God will use you to impact other people. So then the final the final thing. So that's every day you're picking your five, you're writing down your win, you're being a blessing to somebody. Okay. You're paying it forward. You're thinking of somebody. You're lifting them up and touching base with them. You, you know, and if it's too uncomfortable, you don't have to reach out and call them. But I do try to make note of it. I, I'm not that good at keeping my notes anymore. But um, sure. And then the last final one, and this is the best one. And this one I this one I robbed from um, 75 Hard. Okay. The final one is you. You have to have an intentional conversation with a total stranger every day. I like that. Just walk up to somebody and start having a conversation with them with intention every day. And I'll tell you something, that is really, it's awesome. And it's only really possible to fulfill that if you've done at least the gratitude section of that the journey because... There's so much social awkwardness today. Like, for instance, my stepdaughter would <laughs> never in a million years do something like that. Okay? That's just weird. Why would you do that? I'm not going to do that. You know, we'd never do that. Yeah, like talk to somebody that I don't know. What do you mean? What? I'll tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. It's it's awesome. And who gives a shit what they think, right? You know, just yeah. go and just do it. But so that's my... Powerful stuff. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's my daily ritual that, that I try to you know, share with other people. So, so a question for you, Kyle, when you're yeah. thinking of somebody who has, you know, has been a blessing to you, um, has it ever happened that you think of somebody who at went like that maybe hurt you or, um, you know, something that they did that at the time when they did it, it didn't seem right. But then now you're grateful for that. Like, have you ever, have you ever thought of anybody? Sure. Like, yeah. Does that happen ever? <clears throat> so when people, you know, in your life have done you wrong and they've wronged you or they've hurt you, it's, you know, a lot of people carry those offenses with them. And, you know, what an offense really is, is it becomes offense, right? An offense. Wow, I've never thought of it like that. Holy shit. Like a, a physical fence. And it's separating from you from well their ability to hurt you right which is sometimes very important but it also prevents you from crossing over and helping them and loving so, them yeah and loving wow. them. because at the end of the day you can separate yourself in a healthy way from people well and you know if you i don't want to get too deep i you know with people that are in abusive relationships and things like that this sure this sure is not where we're we're talking about but in general, offenses, people that have done things, you can separate yourself and you don't need to keep them within arm's reach in your life. You can you can separate them. But by eliminating that offense on your side opens the door for opportunity for healing for these people, you know, an opportunity for reconciliation, you know, because oftentimes people get offended and they don't even realize they've, they've, the other person is offended. The other person doesn't even realize they've they've offended them. 
you know? Right, true. So, I mean, relationships true. can get severed over the stupidest things and families divided and, you know, so I don't care about that. I just reach out, you know. There are, you know, there are people that have toxic traits that are, um, uh, that are unhealthy to be in my circle that, that I, you know, I stay connected with, I reach out to them and I, you know, check in on them. Hey, just thinking of you checking in, but I keep them at arm's distance because I got to protect myself. And I know yeah, that, you, right. you know, you, you have to protect yourself because I've all, I'm all that I'm the only thing my family's got and I can't let somebody pull me down, you know? So, For sure. and, that, and what happens when you, when you shift your mindset to leveling up is that you find that a lot of those relationships that you may hold dear to you in your life and those friendships and those, those employees that are friends that, you know, abuse things a little bit, you find that though, once you start leveling yourself up, those relationships kind of fade away and they change. They're still there, you're still part of their lives, but you're not you're not hanging out. You're not going to the bar, having beers, you're not hanging out. And you know, that's a that's a normal cycle, you know, of life. And so a lot of people are afraid to to grow because where they where they feel they really want to be because they're afraid of leaving people behind. Yeah, I can see and, that. You know, and you know, I see it a lot in landscape companies where, you know, companies, younger companies start out and they have their buddies working for them and, and they're all working together or family and they're all working together and the company starts to grow. And when you start to grow, well, you have to start having standards and you have to have infrastructure and you have to have systems. And if one person's got to show up on time, if you're asking everyone to be there on time, well, everyone's got to be there on time. And and it'll always be your friends, your buddies, and your family that push the limits. And then you create unbalance, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. I I'm think I'm probably speaking to you in some regard on this. I mean, it happens. You have Yeah, started. throughout the start of the business, fuck, yeah. fucking right, man. There, you know, and it's it's a it's a weird bridge to cross because you go from that point of it's like let's all work together to Right. get this going this is a new opportunity and then yeah you have to start to create that like rigidness and yeah. people in their places and distinct responsibilities and it's like it's it's not they're not yeah. easily waters to swim but no I mean, it's, it's a, yeah for sure it's very very challenging and when you have family dynamics it's extremely challenging um, for sure there's something else I, I i wanted to share with you that that i came out of this with um through this all these years, you know, I always felt like I was carrying the weight by myself, you know, I was, I, my prior marriage was for 22 years and, and she's a good person. And, um, we just, we weren't on the same page and spiritually and, you know, multiple other things, but primarily a, I, I, a lot of it is from our, the reason why our relationship failed was because I didn't realize the strain that I, my passion for entrepreneurship put on our relationship. I didn't realize it. And, and in my mind, I thought, well, I don't understand why, you know, it's such a big deal. You know, why, 
why is it such a big deal? You know, I'm working my ass off to provide and, and, and put a roof over our heads and, you know, do all these things, take trips. I mean, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because as men, we're hunter-gatherers, right? We're yeah, out there yeah. hunting and gathering. That's what we do. And what I what I failed to recognize early enough in my relationship was that none of that mattered. All all she ever really wanted was me. And so you know, wow. I don't have I don't have regret, okay, for where I'm at now because I you know, I, I carry a little a little bit of of um, regret because it put my kids through a really tough situation, you know, the whole process. As but even older, that, Kyle, real quick, can I just yeah. can I yeah. interrupt for a second? You know, and, and I know we've talked about this, about how everything in our life is there to serve us, you know, and I, I'm, I'm sure um, your kids might not even be at the age yet where they would admit this to you, but I'm sure at some point in their life they're going to look back. And like for me, for instance, my parents, went, they got divorced. I went through all that. I'm yeah. sure they have a lot of regret that goes along with that. But if I could redesign my life, I would not design it in any different way. Like I'm grateful right. for all those tribulations that I had to go through or, you know, the the friction. Um, so don't hold on to that regret. And, and you're a super wise man. So I'm trying to, I'm right. preaching to the choir right now, but Maybe have a conversation with them and just yeah. you might be surprised to hear, or maybe you already have, that they're actually grateful for that because it's made them stronger and more able to get through the hardships of life, you know? Well, it's interesting you say that because we do. I, I have this philosophy with my children. My kids are all older, so I have two stepkids, 24-year-old 20, stepson, 21-year-old daughter. My daughter's 21, and my son just graduated high school, so he's going to be 18 here coming up. Awesome. What a blessing. So... You know, they're older, they're older pains in the asses. And no, I, I don't seriously, but they, they're just, they're great. They're all individuals. Drop that in there. They're all individuals and they're all incredible. They really are. We're very lucky, but they did have the friction and, and there are moments where that shows up in their lives where there's that, you know, but they both acknowledge that, you know, where their mom and I are now and our lives are much better. So what I wanted to say was, and um, don't let me forget to tell you about my son, Will, and what he shared with me. But what I was going to say is that all those years of marriage, I, I was carrying all this weight and carrying all this stuff alone in these, these monstrative tasks. And, and I just felt like I was just by myself, you know? Well, once, you know, after the divorce, I had no intentions of ever getting married again, ever, ever, ever. I'm good by myself. I'm very happy by myself. You know, I don't, you know, I don't need that. I don't need a relationship. And then I met Michelle, who is this amazing, amazing person and single mom, just a stinking rock star person. And I changed. I mean, I can't imagine my life without her at all. I mean, it's mm. it's just been again an incredible blessing. So, we recently did 75 hard and um which I strongly encourage everyone to try. Yeah, uh, amazing job by the way. We we did that back in January in Rochester the weather's shit in the winter. Okay. So <laughs> So that's <laughs> 
it's snowing and raining and sub-zero and miserable and, and working all day. And the inside workout's easy, but you got to do a 45-minute outside workout. And one day, I'm laying in bed. It was a torrential downpour, gale force winds, like 32 degrees, and we, we got to go walk for 45 minutes outside. And, I, yeah. and we were only like... <laughs> We we're only like five days in at this point. And I'm like, you know what? The the investment isn't that great right now. Let's just skip it today and we'll start again tomorrow. <laughs> we're only five days in, you know? I'm laying in bed. I'm, I'm exhausted, right? And you know what she said to me? She's like, get your ass up, Stevens. Nobody likes a punk-ass bitch. Okay. I love it, man. She's perfect for you. She is. She's, she's a stinging rock star. So coming through this, I realized that, wait a minute, I've got this partner, and and those tough, difficult tasks in life, they're not so bad when we do them together. They're mm. not so bad when we're carrying the weight together. So if you're carrying the weight and you've got a wife at home or a, or a husband at home or whatever in you know, you got to share, you got to carry the load together. And mm. it, it's, it's really, it was a huge takeaway for me. So, uh, carry the load together. Gosh, I really like that. Together. Yeah. That was great. So man, Kyle, thanks so much. You brought, you brought so many, I mean, I've got notes upon notes here. Um, I mean, just, <laughs> You have such an amazing story. I mean, the fact that, like, at one time you were going down the road so frustrated and overwhelmed, you literally bent your steering wheel. I mean, that is, yeah, that it just goes to show what you're going through. And I think so many people can relate. You know, they they might not actually be at the point where they're literally bending it, but they they're right. they feel like bending their steering wheel. You know, and. And then the you know how you learned and and, and self taught yourself to just step back and be grateful and um, you know that that exercise is just so powerful and and I really challenge everybody listening to this to try it because it's done so much for me it's done obviously so much for Kyle um, I've told a lot of people about it like if if you know being that I have this podcast, people, and, and, and I'm doing this self-development stuff, people oftentimes will come up to me with their problems. And one of the first things I will tell them is, hey, my buddy Kyle taught me this. Take some time and, and, yeah. and just count your blessings. And, and, you know, I think you really painted, you poised it well this, on, on this episode about how it's, it's literally, it's, it's an, an, it's an exercise that allows you to just, change your mindset that it goes it changes it from a glass half empty to a glass half full and that's yeah. there's so much value in that that's that that's the abundance versus the scarcity mindset in itself yeah. you know when you believe that everything is there that there is that that god is behind you that that anything that you would ever need is available and that and that you can learn from every experience when you go through life through with that kind of a mindset you're unstoppable you know, but whereas when you are caught up and too focused on what expectations rather than appreciation, it's so easy to get bogged down and then just feel like crawling into a ball and going into your bed and just not doing anything and just not showing up the way that God wants you to show up. So, man, there's just so much value in that. And um, 
I mean, this has got to be one of the one of my favorite episodes so far. Now that we're getting down towards the end, Kyle, at the end of each episode, I always like to. And it's it's goofy because to be honest, I haven't had many episodes where there's so many things that people can take from it. But this episode, there's a million. But is there anything else, or is there any common theme before we jump off of here that you would like to leave the listeners with that they can take out into the day and just use and maybe reflect on? Maybe it's just to do your exercise, but well, speak sure. on that if so, you would. You know. In life, you know, people wonder if, if this stuff really, you know, if it really works. Ah, you know, it's a bunch of bunch of nonsense. But the reality is, is, is that the storms of life are going to come regardless. We're going to have storms. You're going to have tough times. You're going to have disappointments and you're going to have tough times. But if you root your feet and you plant your feet, you build your foundation on the rock, okay, and being grateful and 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 acknowledging the good things in your life, okay. Mm. You you're you're still going to go through the storm, and you may have some damage, but you know what? They're you're not going to be. It's not going to be that bad. Those problems, those anxiety, that anxiety, begins to roll off your back like water. But if you go through life without that foundation and gratitude and you just are looking and always <sighs> expecting something, okay? Oh, my gosh. Then what you're doing is you're, you're, putting your, you're planting your feet in the sand. And, and what happens is, is when that storm comes, that same storm, it washes you completely away. And you're left with nothing. And so something as simple as just being grateful for these things and acknowledging them as gifts that's the the first step towards planting your feet on a solid foundation and you deserve it everyone listening to this deserves having that certainty in their life right because mm. life is full of uncertainty we're all striving for certainty your family your children your your husband your wife they expect certainty from you and by rooting your feet there in that solid foundation, you're able to give them that because you will be more present. You, your tank won't be empty at the end of the day. You'll be able to pour into their lives and serve them the way that you're called to serve them as a, as a head of your household. And through that becomes leadership. You become a servant leader and where you are leading through positive actions, not just the works of your hands, but through positive life actions. And, um, and that's it. And, you know, if, wow. if, you know, I'm sure you'll share information, contacts and things like that. And anybody that ever wants I was wants just going to say, yeah. how can people find you, Kyle? Um, they can email me at Kyle, K-Y-L-E, at stonewoodandwaters.com, stonewoodandwaters, A-N-D, waters.com um they can find me on facebook kyle d stevens um there's uh you can message me um awesome uh, okay however you want to and we're obviously mutual friends on facebook so anybody can find through my friend friend list you know how facebook goes there's probably eight thousand kyle stevens out there so but but no if well there's um, only one me (laughs) (laughs) but there's only one you amen Dude, you wrapped up so many nuggets for me and and for our listeners today. I mean, so many of the things that you talk about, 
um, and, and you hold close to your heart, I also have incorporated in my life. And, and just what you, what you talked about there at the end about how when you operate from a place of gratitude, you, you, you're basically standing on a solid foundation. But when you're operating from a place of expectations or what's next or what, what don't I have, you know, um, you, you pretty much operate from an, from a sandy foundation. And the second something comes through that you weren't expected or, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, which obviously if you're an entrepreneur, you're setting yourself up for a stressful life because you just have so much going on. If you're living that kind of a lifestyle and you are on a sandy foundation, you're going to lose your mind, you know, and, and there's just so much value in that gratitude. I, I firmly believe that's one of the most important things in life, you know, is yeah. just realizing how every single moment is a blessing. Um, so yeah. great, man. I, once again, thanks for coming on, Kyle. Uh, so many nuggets on here and and i know you alluded to it earlier in the episode i definitely plan on having you back on here um, as many times as possible so we'll we'll keep in touch you know as we continue to do professional development together um like with tony robbins enterprises stuff like that we'll have to make sure to hop back on here and share any of the new nuggets that we've learned or anything like that but um once again thanks for your time today kyle yeah you're welcome you're welcome it's an honor and i am so proud of everything that you're doing i I'm just so impressed, and I just see incredible Thanks, things in your future. I'm really, really honored to be a part of your life. Hey, thanks Good a man. lot, Kyle. Right back at you. Yeah. Hey, and I and truly, sincerely appreciate that. Of all people on this planet, I value your opinion more than a lot of people, so thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Kyle, another thing you're an amazing person at is prayer. Um, if you don't mind, can we end the episode today with a prayer? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together and fellowship and share stories and experiences. Father, we just ask that you would use them as you see fit in the lives of those listeners that are, are, are taking part in this podcast. Father, we just we just hope that you we would be able to speak light and life into their lives and and and, and pass on some hope for a better tomorrow. Father, we lift up their problems, their struggles, their worries and concerns, and we just pray that your will will be done in their lives. That your will will be done in their lives. Father, we, we pray over this podcast and everything that Mike is doing with his family and his business. Father, we just pray for prosperity, blessing, and provision in all things that he touches. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for that. You got it. You got it. That was another episode of The Michael Maloney Show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.